now recording. Bum, ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> Just start it. All right. Run this down. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the Tier Neo Thumbs Gaming Podcast here with a special episode. If the last drunk episode wasn't a special episode, then I don't know what this could possibly Wait, be. That was I call it the season ender, too. Episode. Like, just <laughs> the fuck is this? Exactly. All episodes are special. This. Yeah, it's so special. Adam's here. Holy shit, was that Adam in the background? Yeah. <laughs> You're all waving. We're sitting at the same table. That's well, that's, by the way, how the podcast always is. Wink. <laughs> it is very much. It really isn't. <laughs> we frequently talk about having to deal with Discord. At times, no zones and coasts. And, and yeah, shit. let's not forget the area of the West Coast, Middle Coast, yeah, East not. Coast. Exactly. We yeah, are on the same was... coast. We are on one coast. Can we? Fuck. Can we add a, like, a late? So we all realized that the East Coast was intro. the right place to be. Everybody flew out. Yeah. They kidnapped me. Yeah. <laughs> Adam is tied to his chair. We yeah. just removed was, the gag from his mouth. I was here to visit another friend, and James grabbed me at the airport. Yeah. And he's Partially been blinking true. the whole time on the podcast like an SOS, but no one can see that shit. <laughs> it's actually. No, it's so this is great. We have most of the gang together, and then we're also joined by uh, Elena, our resident uh, keeper of all things cool and runner of most accounts. That's a much better title than I was expecting. Thank you. Exactly. It wasn't T-shirt buyer. I was I know. McCoy Wrangler. Resident yeah, McCoy T-shirt Wrangler. buyer and McCoy Wrangler. Exactly. But no, but you can't give her that because if that's her job, I don't know. <laughs> and then we're also joined by uh, my fiance, Brandon. He's here. He made it out. I dragged him. Yeah, that's a pretty decent title. I was wondering what you'd come up with. Yeah, just yeah, some no, shit. No, 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 I'll take that. That's, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Just brought some guy here. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But he's listening to all the podcasts, so respect on that. He is the one listener. I know. Besides, besides Keenan, my bad dog. Um, <laughs> also, I, I talked to you. Leave a review. Also, Keenan, I talked to Zoe's mom. About you today. <laughs> mad respect. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, this is what we needed to have like a resident, you know, best listener to my mother. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Actually, I thought about getting her an award, and yeah. then McCoy was like, "We don't have to do that," and I was like, "But we should." Wait, are you kidding me? And then somehow, that never. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm like just sitting here on the side of the street and you were like, is that a bus? And just <laughs> right Sorry, under. So he made a pushing motion, which we can all you. see, but the listeners can. My God, what a train wreck. Oh, this is great though. So this is, you know, our end of the year game deliberation. So we got actually, you know, we've looked at our repertoire of games that we have uh, played throughout this year and we've, you know, narrowed them down into certain categories, which we will get to in a second. But first, we have what we are calling the first annual Tyranny of Thumbs Awards. So oh, shit. in addition oh, shit. to, uh, you know, all these like <laughs> awards, we'll be giving these games, these figurative awards. You know, Elena actually went out and got some really sweet trophy figurines. Dude, they have thumbs up on them and they spin. Like they're Dude, top of the line. Sick. It's intense. I saw them and I was like, no, we have to get these. Yeah. So we got that plus we got t-shirts with a seagull on it because we always said our first piece of merch would be about McCoy's seagull persona. <laughs> so that's all we and really And this merch needed. is not, it's not merchandise. It is not for sale. Yeah, it's not for sale. We have some extras, like fuck it. it. If you want, if you really it's want probably not it, your size. Like Email us at tyranniofthumbs at gmail.com. Fuck yeah. <laughs> And we will hook you up with the fucking, the real good shit, right? The not safe for podcast version. By the way, it's so funny. So these are like Japanese art 
seagulls. Traditional um, Japanese design. Traditional Japanese design. But my favorite thing is that uh, when you had this commissioned, sure. mm-hmm. uh, you had to request, I like the art. I like the direction this is going. I need the seagull's face to be a little more sexual, seductive, <laughs> a little more in the day. Can I be clear? I used the word sensual. Sensual. I did not use the word sexual to describe the seagull. And he was like, a seagull. Sensual. You know what? He didn't this ask any questions, uh, but yeah. I do really think he delivered. Oh, hell yeah, The he seagull delivered. has a come-hither look. <laughs> yes. It does. It's quite great. And true. Hell yeah. The shirts and trophies need an Instagram post. Oh, 100%. So. Follow us on what's the Instagram? <laughs> Tyranny of Thumbs. Wow, such branding. We're so <laughs> <Yeah>. sick. <laughs> We're doing great. We're See, we need to get together more so often. Good. That's what I'm saying, dude. Oh, God. Uh, Can you get us, like, a zoom in on the on the face of the fucking seagull? Okay, that, that'll be, like, one of the pains that they can swipe to. It's just the zoom in and of the seagull face. Hell but, yeah. Yeah, but uh, without further ado, we decided we'd give our resident voice actor, uh, James, <laughs> to yeah. uh, announce these awards that we have. Each person in the podcast got uh, an honorary award, and we don't know exactly what these awards entail. We've been purposely, you know, avoiding what the placards say. So these are all going to be um, surprises to all of us. So without further ado, James, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> Damn. That's going to blow out all the mics. Damn. <laughs> Just clear your, like, normally people clear the vote while going away from the mic. I fucking love it. it Give us sick. all the energy. So the visual award for Starseed Pilgrim Award for Indie Bullshit goes to... It's what do we think? Gotta be, gotta be good to it's McCoy. Gotta, gotta be McCoy, no, right? fuck that. Adam Stafford. <laughs> yeah, Adam Stafford, man. Wait, are we using last names? Are we comfortable with that? I mean, I guess we are now. McCoy's no, McCoy is not going to that shit right. the record. <laughs> yeah, that's censoring. That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> you say it afterwards and then just hope. Do you yeah. have an acceptance speech, Adam? Um... Yeah, so when I suggested Starseed Pilgrim, I was actually under duress. Um, <laughs> because like we're like, yeah, we should do a podcast. And they're like, yeah, okay, so this is like our episode zero before we actually decide to record anything. Like, okay, we gotta we gotta pick a first game. And I was like, well, I've got a lot of games. So like they everyone latches on to me like, What's your game, Adam? And I'm like, oh. uh shit, I didn't actually like have one on deck. I I thought we were gonna have like a day. Uh I guess Starseed Pilgrim's a game I've been meaning to play. Cool, that's that that we're doing that yeah. one. We're doing that. And I'm like, okay. And then we all played and they're like, we hate this. And it's like, well, cool. But it was such a lovely first hating experience. Yeah. Right. Like the funniest thing is that I think that was the first time, but certainly not the last time that you realized the organization of this podcast was lacking. (laughs) Fair. There we go. Well, wonderful. All right, James. The award for... Alternate. Oh my god, I keep fucking this up, guys. We'll, okay. We'll cut it out. Yeah, we'll cut it. Right, right, right. We will totally cut we that won't. mark. The in alternate for air ending horns. award okay. for multiple <laughs> playthroughs goes to Zoe. Woo! <laughs> wow, we've made this just the worst thing ever. I know. It was awkward, and it's we're just great. gonna lead into it. It's great. The spooky I'm Games basking. Month 2019. I don't want to play this game. Award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Hell yeah! It's me, guys. It's me. Fuck that game. Oh <laughs> my god. Game. Uh, by the way, later, stay tuned for James's Fuck This Game Award. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And the grab your diving suits, we're going back to Rapture one last time for Bold Choices Award goes to Gabe. He's not here. Screw Rest that peace, guy. Gabe. <laughs> We should have said, like, the guy who's died the most on this podcast goes to Dan. That's hilarious. <laughs> That'll be next year's award. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. He's still going to win, too. And right finally, now. what were we talking about again? The award for most tangents yeah. goes to McCoy Tamler. You sure it wasn't uh, Keenan or Elena or what are the guests? No, 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 that was you. No. That was she you. was pretty on point. That was Fuck. you. How do you feel right. about All YouTube? Right. <laughs> I texted everybody in the podcast saying, like, well, what award would you give McCoy? And unanimously, they said the award for the most tangent. They yeah. didn't say best archer. They didn't say most editing, well, tasteful I, editing. I was going to say, you know, most likely to mansplain game mechanics. Okay, okay. okay I don't want that one either. <laughs> yeah. Although that's true. Honestly, maybe going to try and combine them all on one large trophy, but, you know. Yeah. 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 Just like a long list of flaws. <laughs> Just like, congratulations. We found them. All right. Hell yeah. All right. Well, perfect. So, yeah, that was our honorary podcast awards. It'll become an annual tradition, no mm -hmm. doubt. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sweet. All right. So, before we get into, like, I guess, like the game actual section, we do have a nice honorary award. Um, the award for Adam's largest denominator. Yes. Adam. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a surprise to everyone here, I think. Uh, the largest <laughs> denominator um, of all the games uh, that we played. Wait, stop. Wait. Can we yeah. clarify math-wise? This is good. Large denominator good? Large no. denominator no, bad? No, no, no. Denominator bad. is the one under on the fraction. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've bad. given, I've given yeah. numerators Please before, continue. but I have never before given a denominator. Wow. And this so is the first. No, I'm aware. I just wasn't sure what it meant. Yes. We can keep going now. Largest <laughs> denominator? Uh, 12,420. 35. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's actually a little higher than I thought wow. this year deserved, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty big denominator. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's that award. Are you going to say what game it's for? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. No, what everyone has to do God, now is go it. back into the episodes, grab the num numerator, grab the denominator that Adam just listed out, and there, therefore they will be able to, you know, give a percentage of what oh, rankings are. It's well, the no, denominator it's, it's for every single score. No, it isn't. Oh, oh well, can we cut yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's a denominator for one game, and I maybe didn't even give that particular game a numerator. You don't know. It could be anything. Well, oh, this seems so like a really result. Like shit. one thumb out of that number you just said. Yeah, because yeah. I, I forgot Adam, it. I'm gonna be honest. You're making yeah. the Wikipedia page really hard to update. <laughs> yeah, the whole <laughs> database we're updating to this is pretty much in shambles. But okay. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, that was Adam's largest denominator. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, with all these game, uh, all these uh game categories, we do have about seven categories that we're gonna go through for these games, including best narrative. Uh, best collective experience, uh, biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, best visual experience, sponsored by Visual. Reasonable. Um, How did we not think of that? Fucking hell. Worst game, and then finally best game. And interspersed in there will be some of our own individual awards, such as Adam's Largest Denominator. Um, but first, so we will be going with best narrative. And... Um, you know, before recording this podcast, we sat down, we took a lo list of, uh, look at our list of all 32 games that we've played this year. Yeah. And um, so far, we've narrowed Best Narrative down to The Beginner's Guide, Tacoma, The Gardens Between, Doki Doki Literature Club, Celeste, The Cat Lady, 
Donut County. Glee. Gris. Gree. Whatever. <laughs> well, Glee. I think we'll call it Gree. Yeah. Uh, to the Moon. Cave Story. Mm-hmm. Dear Esther. Bioshock. Bioshock 2. Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite DLC. The Spe- Static Speaks My Name. Pony Island. Layers of Fear. Detention. Yomawari Night Alone. Black Bar. Orwell Keeping an Eye on You. Papers, Please. And heavy rain. Sorry, so did you see me narrow this down? We eliminated all of the games that had no narrative to speak of. That's what yeah. we did. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. really narrowing down. It was just eliminating things that literally could not have even been pretended to be put on this list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I think we should just be fucking ruthless. Well, so, so let's too, first yeah. explain how we're going to do <laughs> okay, this for our sure. listeners, which, you know, we have this list now. And so what we're going to basically do is go down the list. We're going to strike those that we just don't think should even be considered but Grant had had a narrative and we're just going to try to be ruthless in narrowing this down and hopefully by the end we will have a consensus of what we as a collective group consider to be best narrative maybe with an honorable mention if consensus starts to get a little uh you know impossible so I feel like this is kind of similar to what we did for deciding what games to play for the spooky games month nice plug you can find that on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> Reasonable. Okay. Um, so it's the person who's already lit. Like, yeah, anyway, okay. Yeah. 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 So what do you, I think yeah, I think, I think we yeah, do yeah, it similar. Yeah. yeah. And look, don't be afraid. Yeah. Just fucking slash. Like, we're in the weeds with this one. I think. Yeah. I'm going to just, I'm just going to ask Celeste. Any objections to that? No. No. No, no, it wasn't the best. It was yeah. interesting. It was good. We didn't even finish it for the podcast. Some people did finish it on their own time, but um, Adam finished yeah, I mean, it. But I think it was yeah. more for the actual mechanics of the game and less about the narrative. Yeah, of finding yeah. Out yeah. What's it's happening. cool. Good game. Like not this category for yeah. the game. It, it was good, but uh, yeah, not this category. Yeah, yeah right. totally. All right. Um, Garden, Gardens between. I just want to axe oh. right. Okay. Right yeah, that why, in there. Like yeah. this one's barely on. I forgot that was on this list. It had a story. Yeah. Remember, it was about like kids moving away. No, it did have a story. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. So it's the number one on this list. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Gardens between. I think is going to be one of those games that I, loses at a lot I, of. Things. I just looked at my rating of this game and I was just like. I'm embarrassed with myself. Like I, I've done a lot of things in my life I regret, but like Gardens Between rating it a thumbs up was like probably higher on that list than it really should be. Like um, it's just because we it was early on, and I think yeah. later in this year we played some fucking killer games, and I was like, right. that's what a killer game is, and the contrast it just didn't survive. Yeah, like uh, yeah, no fucking absolutely. Way. So I'd like to immediately strike. Static speaks my name. Yup. Pony Island. Seconded. Okay. Okay. Yamawari Night Alone. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Black Bar. Ooh. Can, we, ooh, can we keep Black Bar a little longer? Okay, yeah. Do you want to talk about why we want to strike it later? <laughs> I, yeah, but, yeah. Look, you're right. It's Look, not going to fucking hang. Uh, it I didn't even stand this, up to Papers, Please's story. And Papers, yeah. Please didn't have any writing in it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, all I'm saying is just like, okay, I guess what I really want to say is I want to give it a little piece before it goes. Whereas like Pony Island, I'm like, Nah, forgettable. I mean, that was kind of cool that you were like a crusader or something, but like that's about it. Like, yeah. I mean, it it was interesting, but not for the narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. Similarly, Yomonori Night Alone. Actually, that one was disappointing to me, mm-hmm. just because like it could have had a really cool narrative, and instead it didn't. Yeah. Like they absolutely. made a choice to actually let's not. Yeah. Um, which that is, was my which, choice for the whole game. Actually. Yeah. And that was their choice <laughs> actually, for. I, I, played, I yeah. played maybe twenty minutes of that game, and I was like, actually. 
Let's not. No, fuck this noise. <laughs> so, and you so probably know the narrative was just like <clears throat> your dog dies, and that's a sucky narrative. When dude, it was, yeah, that was dude, but best moment. That's what I got to. <laughs> we don't have a category of this, but best moment maybe of any game is that dog hit scene because I was oh, like, yeah. what the fuck? I was traumatizing. The first thing yeah. that happens. It's dude. in the tutorial, which is I incredible. Oh yeah, God. it's in the tutorial, and it's disappointing because it hits so hard and it sets it up so well, and then like nothing that happens after that really follows up on that moment. So yeah. I like. I'm with Adam and just like, that's a disappointing narrative to yeah. me. Gone. Yeah. Fucking slashed. That, I hated it, but that fucking hooked me. So, um, was, so Black Bar, tell us why that you want to now strike it after saying something about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Black Bar was actually like really interesting to me, I think, this year because I'd never seen a game with that mechanic before, like where you were like essentially like <clears throat> filling in the text and trying to like read this person's sort of tone and feel like as you're going through the game. And I think for me, but as we discussed on that podcast, definitely not for everyone. And not only not for everyone, but just like based on if you had an answer to one of those puzzles that you thought would work and it didn't work, like it's going to fucking ruin the whole experience to you. But I had a couple of them that landed for me and it felt impactful. And I was drawn a little more into that story and into that world. And I didn't, it was like a little bit more of like a, really a brief glimpse into that world rather than like a totally fleshing out. And I thought the mechanic really supported that. Um, but there's not enough there in that game really to hang in this category. Yeah. I just think that actually that that mechanic bolstered the story in a way that reading it wouldn't have done for me. Yeah, and I just want to give it a shout out for that. But yo, and, and, and dude, small team nailed that. I mean, like, dude, yeah. yeah. How many AAA games have you played? At least for me, that didn't nail a, a story as well as that. That's all I'm saying. That's but. true. That's true. Yeah. So I'm gonna request that we strike out, uh, and people will see us as a shocker. But I want to strike out uh, Gree. I was going to say list. that. Yeah. So I think oh. Gree was visually stunning. It was a really beautiful game to play through. But overall, the narrative of the story, while really cool what they did to show different stages of depression and whatnot, I just grief. don't think... Yeah, of, of yeah. grief. Yeah, excuse mm. me. But um, I, I as, as beautiful as that was, I don't think it makes it best narrative, but maybe yeah. best representation of a certain thing, which of course we don't have a category for that. Like yeah. Race is a game so good that maybe we make a category for it if it doesn't come away with some of these. But we'll see. We've right. got many more categories to go. Um, Cave Story probably also gets the X. Yeah. Um, it had a story. It did. It was fun. The it story is fun. not bad, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's enjoyable. I like yeah. to describe it as the, one of the most adult stories about flowers and rabbits, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but still, that's but, fair. I mean, yeah. it's not the story of like flowers and rabbits aren't interesting, but it, like it was fairly light. Yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, so, and which is like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not really what it's for. No, it wasn't really like the, Yeah, exactly. Um, sure. Um, okay, so we've got four Bioshocks here. Can we just axe three of them immediately? Because <laughs> one's going to win. And oh, I think, and which one is the not one? Not necessarily win the entire category, but out of the three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's, the maybe, there's maybe two in contention here, I would say. Okay, yeah. 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 So, Bioshock Infinite. Okay. And Bioshock and 2. DL, yeah, no. <laughs> Bioshock 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. no, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think we can immediately cut Bioshock 2 because it was thoroughly enjoyable to not pay attention to that story. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just fucking gone. I do yeah. actually have a friend who really likes the story to Bioshock 2, but I wasn't here for that. But it was, Yo, that send him this shit. Just that little clip. <laughs> well, it was just like the dangers of collectivism. Like, yeah. that's what right. he wanted to, yeah. that's what he really enjoyed about it. But yeah. Like, and to be honest, yeah. our three episodes of that was just us all ranting and raving about our builds that we yeah. did for that yeah, game. Yeah, that's true, that's yeah. true. That was a fun 100%. game to play, but it was. the story was utterly forgettable. 
in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. Right. Bioshock Two is out. I would say <clears throat> Bioshock Infinite gets knocked out too. I, I would actually be in agreement. Yeah. With yeah. That. Absolutely. Dude, Bioshock Infinite's story, like, I think the end of it was kind of rad, and not only kind of rad, like very rad. I think they set up some cool things, but like, man, the last like a hundredth of that game is all we've got for the story. You know. That was right. that was like somebody that had no business writing a serious story about. <laughs> Time travel, <laughs> writing a serious story about time travel, like yeah, and like yeah. they didn't even introduce time yeah. travel until two thirds of the way through, and the rest of the time and that was just to like, like justify their bad decisions previously yeah. in the story. It like, was I don't know. It's like we've think, all talked about that. <laughs> yeah, like I think it, it's maybe like we're giving it like a little bit too little credit, and then, but like, but still though, it's not hanging. They There's no way it's hanging. Save their asses with the infinite DLC. Oh my! God. And they do a really good job saving their asses so, with the infinite but, DLC. That's just good. Do they do a good job saving their asses? narratively in the DLCs. I mean, they make a great narrative for the small chunk that they have to, like, play with. That's a... I mean, it's, it's like, excellent storytelling. And I right? really appreciate the full circle moment <clears throat> of being able to connect the Infinite Universe with the original Bioshock Universe. And also, it was just really cool to see an updated Rapture, being able to see Rapture yeah. in its heyday and glory and being able to, the world building in that and all the subtext, you know, it just really built this beautiful narrative around that game. So I want to keep the DLC on here okay. for as long as possible. Okay. Just because yeah. of I was going to say. Know, it doesn't have to be this, but if you, the Bioshock expert, were to decide between Bioshock 1 and the DLC, what would you choose? It doesn't have to be that. There are plenty more games we could ask before then, but I'm just saying, like, if it came down to that, what would you Ooh, I mean, the thing is, like, I feel like the DLC, the DLC just does a really good job of taking all the Easter eggs from all of the games before it to, in like, making it make sense. Ooh, but at the same time, well, actually, I, I think I'll still argue the DLC, only okay. because in Bioshock, everything is cool up until the would you kindly reveal. And right. then once that's God. done, all the kind of narrative after that fact I, we kind of all agree that it was like very rushed yeah. to kind yeah. of fall flat yeah bioshock is like reverse it's like the <laughs> beginning of the game is so fucking fun and so interesting and then it like just goes downhill from there but it still hit a height that was so impressive mm. yeah. i guess a ride yeah, on that yeah, for a yeah, little yeah, while yeah 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 totally agree. Oh. so like so. brandon has like the you know i guess the benefit of playing these games after we record the podcast so is that a benefit have... and in order <laughs> yeah yeah and actually he played them in order okay. he played bioshock well, bioshock 2 we should have done yeah, that yeah we should have done <laughs> that to be honest we should have better that. organization than our i almost think that considering infinite dlc like means yeah. that you're you're kind of considering the whole like series as yes the the award winner potentially like, sure uh as opposed to like just the dlc by itself because it doesn't really stand alone like you can't play that, it wraps it all together. Itself. That's a fair you point. You wouldn't sit down and say, let me play the Infinite DLC today before you play anything else. Yeah. And if you so, were to play it without having played like the Bioshock, the original Bioshock game, it wouldn't like hit you in a say It wouldn't really be that impactful. Be like, oh my yeah. God, it all comes together. He wouldn't yeah. have that moment. Yeah, absolutely. It, so what are, actually, maybe we should clarify where we're going for with best narrative. Because okay. like, so are, do we care about what something says? Do we care about how it is told? Mm -hmm. um do we because so bioshock and bioshock infinite both have like pretty well infinite dlc they both have like really good environmental storytelling yeah um but that doesn't exactly constitute a narrative that's right? actually a fair point um mm -hmm. like i think bioshock's narrative is interesting but it's not all that interesting the narrative of bioshock is really about uh what's his fake what's his face mcdumb sweater 
and his journey through rapture. How dare you speak about Jack that way? (laughs) The interesting part about Bioshock is seeing rapture as like, so it's like, um, similarly to how sci-fi, I I count Bioshock as a sci-fi. Right. Um, It's a sci-fi understanding of like, hey, what would this society look like? And it's exploring that, but it's not really like the narrative isn't exactly the thing that's doing that. The narrative is about Jack and about Andrew Ryan and their interaction and through Atlas and all that. And that's kind of ho-hum. Like it deserves a lot of accolades, but I don't know if I would call it for the narrative. So maybe we just want to clarify what we mean by narrative. So actually, I mean, I think you bring up a good point. And because of, I mean, I think with both your point adam and then brandon's point you know maybe i'm just kind of getting my passion to be a little bit more like kind of overriding this because it does you know in hindsight yes i think actually the dlc is just much better collectively as a series but then also on a narrative standpoint doesn't really stand well on its own so actually after discussing this i'm almost thinking there's probably a better narrative we have out here. Damn! Can we yeah. can we like skip this and like not yeah. delete it yet? Because yeah. maybe we don't, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like maybe this we is don't. pretty good, right? Yeah. All I want to and s- we have yeah. a bunch of other games that we haven't eliminated yet. Yeah, like um, yeah. heavy rain, like donut. Yeah, kill. Really, <laughs> heavy, heavy rain stands out to me on this one. As someone yeah. who really liked the story of that game and was like was very invested in it, it's yeah, not like that a time good when the guy narrative. was an idiot and he did this one thing, or that time yeah. when the guy was an idiot and did this other thing. Like and it he should have done this but he did that instead yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i mean we all admit when we were playing it like it doesn't hang together in any way it logically yeah. makes almost no sense like the storytelling yeah. is very clumsy it's just like it's wow as much as i was like into that narrative i was like i need to know what happens next it's insane yeah it, i would not qualify that as a good narrative <laughs> i feel like this is like how if you if we like have heavy rain like in our list like further like i feel like we're just getting writers across the fucking world to just roll over in their grave like it's just you know what i mean <laughs> All the work and toil they put in. Yeah. Yeah, let's just axe this. Axe. We'll axe it. On the topic of that axing things, Donut County is a cute game. Yeah. It has a cute story. Yeah. There's subtext there. There is subtext subtext there. There is. Okay, I got demolished. I mean, yeah. So it's about it's about consumption and very much like trash. I think, I think it was very much a story about the Bay Area, like I mentioned. Yeah, okay, it actually fair. feels like a really Bay Area story for me. Yeah, it's like tech bros invade the Bay Area and ruin the culture and all that stuff. So it's like I think it's interesting. I think it's more interesting than a lot of things that we have already eliminated. That's fair. Yeah, but I, like I kind of agree. I don't think it's gonna win. I I kind of have a couple things in here that I think are that are kind of my secret picks, but we'll we'll get to them when we get to them. So, like, we're starting to call out games for maybe actually having good s- stories or subtext now as we cut them maybe is where we are. So do you think that's worthy or do you think we make another round before Donut County gets No, I up? mean, I think that's a fair argument that I wasn't really thinking about because I don't live in the Bay Area and... Yeah. So it didn't and really... you don't have all that tech. But it's really happening on the, all around the city. I mean, you don't either, to be honest, Adam, but... Yeah. <clears throat> like, uh, okay, maybe so instead of cutting that one, how do we... The Cat build? Lady? The cat lady. Well, okay, yeah. Oh, the cat lady. And no, lady let's not do yeah, that yet. Right let's not do that yet. <laughs> Are you kidding um, me? I was gonna go for the other rather divisive one, layers of fear. Yeah. Um, narratively. I, I, narratively, I, I think what made the game great was the visual effects in the game to 
portray that narrative, but it wasn't the narrative alone. Fuck the visual effects in that game. <laughs> Sponsored by visual. Sponsored by visual. Um, I, it told its story in a really interesting way. I didn't like the visual effects, and I played it with you, Zoe. But right. like, yeah. it told its story in a super interesting way. If you're if you're into a walking simulator and you want to go through and you read everything and like you're piecing it together as you go along, which luckily I had Zoe to like kind of do for me and like help me with along the way because. I'm not great at that, and I probably wouldn't have paid attention to everything. But uh, yeah, for everybody else in this room, I don't think it's it's going to win the pick based on the discussion I heard from all of you because that is <laughs> yeah. not how everyone well, played it, and you yeah. all get to play it with Zoe. I do find the narrative <laughs> to be a little more surface level. Like, mm-hmm. it, it the narrative here. How do I want to say this? So like. The narrative is good if you do the searching and you read the subtext behind all the documents and you're able to piece together. But that does not come across lightly. For I want to get of all players. those beautiful curves. <laughs> so, like, so I think like on the surface level, if you just skim through the game, it's really not um, like I don't think the narrative is all that compelling based off of what we have remaining on this list. Yeah. So I think it's, I'm, I'm okay with axing layers of fear. Yeah. Yeah. But I think really good point made about how the storytelling is actually powerful. Whether or not the story is, yeah. That game definitely had redeeming features. I know I came down very heavily on it, um, but I don't, I did not find the narrative or storytelling to be one of those redeeming features. Some of the choices Um, were not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So how about this one? Uh, Detention papers, please. I was gonna say papers, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the storytelling and the way it does everything is really cool. Yes. The narrative is kind of light. It's just yeah. it's really more of um. Hey, guess what? You're in Bomb. Soviet block. Yeah. Isn't that Bomb. cool? There's not like yeah. a, there's nothing really happening. Yeah. Um, there, are, I mean, there is like things told through news snippets, but it's pretty light. Yeah. Um, it's like feeling. Right, it's it's like an excellent impressionist game yeah. in some ways. Yeah, um, but I wouldn't it is exactly excellent say at that. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't exactly say it's a narratively strong game. So did we decide That's that fair. we're going for narratives outside of like world building and other such things? Did we decide that? I mean, I think it has to have a good story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because like then, and then I, everything then, else is like adding to that, but it needs to have a good story. Because then. I look at that if that's the way we come down on that category, and I'm like, "Papers, please, Tacoma" in the same right. category. Same, yeah. That was actually that was the next yeah, one right. I was coming for with my axe. Yeah, because Tacoma was excellent, excellent for what it did. But again, like the storytelling story, is. Yeah. yeah, the storytelling and particularly the like seeing everyone's individual stories, I guess. Yeah. Which maybe you could call that a narrative, um, but it doesn't really have a, a central through line or like thing that it's about exactly. It's just. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does, but that's. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's 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 fine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's what it but is. Though. The storytelling and the world building is like stellar. And it's like the yeah. mechanic yeah. in which the story is told is yeah. what's really cool about Tacoma. Yeah. Not necessarily the narrative itself. It's just the cool yeah. little picking up little tidbits and rewinding and fast forwarding and looking at VR or not VR, but AR desktops and everything. Yeah. yeah. It feels like when we're doing all this axing, like write down notes for next year but like i feel like maybe we do need a category that is world building or something because like dude games that are really good that could fight head to head are getting axed right now because they don't have a narrative per se that's super interesting and i think it's super reasonable that we do that but like dude like some of these games could duke it out uh in another world yeah yeah no i think like you know we only have so many categories to work with and yeah yeah those games are purely x they're just excellent right yeah and they don't yeah 
belong in this list, but they belong in a list. Yeah, that's what that's one. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's what I'm saying. But let's uh, cut them. Yeah. So then I want to go for Dear Esther. Ooh. I'm actually not against that. Dear Esther has basically no narrative. Yeah. Um, like there it's is very yeah. disjointed, and it's yeah. like, and, yeah. and the fact that we spent most of that episode just trying to figure out what the narrative was, That's let alone true. like yeah. the narrative yeah. it is. Like, it's a really cool game. What it does with a walking simulator is really cool, and the fact that we all had a different experience with the game, like that, that was a whole discussion onto itself. But I think narrative-wise, like. All we can really come away with is it's about a guy mourning his wife. Yeah. And everything else is up to interpretation, and the game developers aren't saying shit. So no, they are. Like, they give you all the it's more than just up shit. to interpretation. It it eludes interpretation because right. it's yeah. not yeah. like there isn't one truth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think you guys make great points. Let's cut it. What about Orwell? So actually, so when we were talking about our thing about yeah. Tacoma and uh, Papers Please, I think. I, I was going to say Orwell is almost in that category yeah. as well. Um, it's a really interesting way of telling a story, of presenting an argument, mm-hmm. but it's more about presenting an argument than it is about like telling a really compelling, deep story about the yeah. group of characters that are in that game. I'm beginning yeah. to worry maybe <clears throat> that we've actually made our uh, definition of narrative too... Yeah. Too strict now. Yeah, too <laughs> strict. No, I know. Um, We're in trouble, but, potentially. Because it's like, it kind of cuts out all the cool sci-fi things. Like, Bioshock... Nah. I would call Bioshock sci-fi. I would call Papers... Okay, Papers, Please is not sci-fi. But, like... I don't think it has to deal with sci-fi, though. I think it just has to deal with, like... Uh, at its base, is Orwell's story compelling? At the end of the day, it's a story just about, you know, the yeah. evil... I, I guess, you know, evil corporate... A government going after you know what is essentially antifa but you know what's but it's like a it's like that show not tell thing a little bit where it's like those things do such an like orwell specifically does such an incredible job at just showing you like in a window into that world and like the events that happen are somewhat predictable and like ah that's a story i've heard before but like that's kind of the point almost too yeah mm-hmm. so then like yeah i don't know how to look at that I, I look at also, here's, how, here's how I look at it. It's it's really simple. I look at that and I go, wow, I could think about this, but the beginner's guy was so much better from a narrative perspective. So I'm good to cut <laughs> yeah. it. Like that's how I look at it. And to the moon, come well, on. And my I was God. gonna say, to like, the moon is a great so science fiction Just in story. case you are following along at home, what's left right now on the list, you know, aside from Orwell, <laughs> is the beginner's guide, Doki Doki Literature Club, the Cat Lady. Um, I think we're still keeping Donut County. Um, cut to it. The, Cut it right now. Oh, yes. We've right cut now. it? Okay, yeah. we've cut, cut Donut County. Okay, so, all right, so The Beginner's Guide, Doki Doki, The Cat Lady, To the Moon, Bioshock, uh, Bioshock DLC, Detention. And so when I look at those games and I look at Orwell, yeah. I think yeah. that, you know, Orwell was a really cool game. I gave it a gold star. I stand by my gold star, mm-hmm. but I think it was more with the interactivity with the world more than the narrative itself. Mm-hmm. I'm so down with that. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to do that, how about we come for Doki Doki with the uh, yeah. Japanese kitchen knife next? Um, <laughs> we delete that Let's from stab it yeah. 40 times in the chest and then watch it bleed out on the classroom floor. I think that's, Again, I think that's super novel way of telling a story. Yes. The story it tells is like, Actually, not I mean, good. it's cool, yeah, but like, it's it not, is. it doesn't stand up to the yeah. other ones on the no. Yeah, that's no. fair. Right. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Uh, yep. Yep. So then we've got Beginner's Guide, Cat Lady, To the Moon, Bioshock, Story some telling? sort of thing related to Bioshock and Detention. 
Okay, so Dude. now we come back to the talk about Bioshock. Yeah, does Bioshock hang with the likes of fucking Detention into the Moon and Beginner's Guide? I don't think Bioshock 1 does. Like, okay. can, we, yeah, can we talk about the cat lady first? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think it's time. <laughs> We've avoided it long enough. Yeah, it it's made it inevitable. so far. I'm so you guys proud of love that. the cat lady, but that story is hot garbage. <laughs> garbage so like actually (laughs) like again like i i think the game does a really good job um in some aspects i'm not going to say in every aspect but it does a good job in some aspects of portraying depression and Mm -hmm. mental uh mental illness sure um however the story has a like some a, a confusing perspective to it i suppose the fact that the game first presents itself as you will be a huntress hunting you know, five evil people who have done evil to this world. And then it kind of just fades away after a while. And then it it becomes a really lovely story about, you know, friendship and rediscovering yourself. I Uh, want, and uh, so uh. I think because of that weird narrative shift, and I don't think the game did too good of a job at creating that shift, I would have honestly thought the game would be better if it would just simply be a woman you know, a woman with severe mental illness getting a roommate and learning how to love life again. I think that alone would have been very effective. This, su- this you know, subplot of, you know, just evil, murdery, that's creepy, the, that's rapey That's the people. whole plot. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it really does dominate for quite a bit of time. plot is the friend. I, I think they they can both coexist together in the same sphere, yeah. I suppose. But okay, that's the second plot. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I there's, don't. There's so a lot like, of the whole point yeah. of the first three hours of the game, at least, maybe four hours of the game. What else is, could you do with gloves? Yeah, is like the devil lady tells you to murder bad people, and there's no. Reasonable. It's not like a metaphor for anything. Like, and it's not like her weird psychosis. It's just the devil lady tells you to murder bad people and then you teleport to their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you get that re- sweet, sweet revenge porn. And then it like makes you walk really slowly through exceptionally confusing. <laughs> okay, that's not part of the narrative. No, yeah, it's storytelling. <laughs> yeah. It is storytelling yeah. and it does fuck it is with pacing. the pacing. It is pacing. And it's... Bad. I mean, it's like legitimately bad puzzles. Like you cannot deny <laughs> that those are bad puzzles. And like you couldn't figure them out, right? Okay, that's that's not. It's partially a dig on me. It, puzzles. <laughs> Nicole, never mind. I'll I'll pass that one by. Uh, but yeah. um, then also like there's just like weird gross shit that didn't need to be there. Like if this were a book. Right, and it, all of the events in the Cat Lady, like you don't get to pick and choose the good parts. If this were a book, would it be a book that you read? I might, but I don't. But it, this isn't my list. That's the thing. It's our list, and I think that really does sort of just axe it right not, there. But I would. But yeah. I will say why I would. Like to me, I think this story was one of the few. It's actually interesting. It's almost similar to what you said with Heavy Rain, and that can't be a good thing. But like, <laughs> in that you were really excited to see where it goes. But to me, this was one of the few games this year where I really felt like I didn't know what was coming around the corner narratively, and I really appreciated that. Like, it felt like it totally broke the mold of like what you should expect from the next step. Like, I wasn't sure if it was reality. I wasn't sure if it was like, yeah, like, are these events actually happening? Are they happening in this order? Are they happening but in this world? Like, in this case, the mold was like. 
forged by thousands of years of storytelling. <laughs> well, so actually, but I think I think with like the feeling that McCoy's trying to like bring up here, that sounds like a good t- contender potentially for biggest surprise of the year, and not necessarily yes. best narrative in terms of like expectation versus what actually transpired in the game. Um, I, I I do think that the narrative, looking you know broadly at the narrative from point A to point B, it is a very disjointed narrative. Um, that yeah. has some holes in it, has some very beautiful aspects of it, beautiful representation in some aspects. But I think overall on a narrative basis, it's a bunch of clusterfuck, but I love it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah. the best yeah. narrative. Yeah, yeah. Shit. yeah exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's totally fine that you guys love it and I don't. But yeah, exactly. also, yeah. I feel like looking at it objectively, no, like, no. It's, not, <laughs> it's not as no, good no. a narrative as To the Moon, The Beginner's Guide, Bioshock, you know, it's just, it's not. I feel like I've heard better potential for a consensus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think that the fact that it's the ta- this table here, there's no way it stands. Right. Um, but it made this, it really. This is not Thank the, you. This is not the last you've heard of the cat lady in this episode. So worry not. So I want to <laughs> talk about Bioshock for a second. To, All you cat me, lady lovers out there. <laughs> it's like it's like I think we're kind of sitting there going like, is it Bioshock One, the first game? Like, does the DLC stand on its own? And and I don't know. But what I can tell you is that. Like, the first game, like we said, it started really strong. And then it just sort of petered out. And then, I'm not going to lie to you, it's like you spent, like, 30 more hours hoping you would hit a crescendo. And you do. And the crescendo in the DLC is fucking killer. But still, it's like, do we forgive it for the 30 hours in between? Did you have to get through to understand the DLC and how cool it is? Like, the crescendo is so sick, but, like, dude, these other games were good from start to finish narratively. Like, And they got to their point a lot more quickly. Yeah, It's like the reverse of the dog getting hit in Yomawari, right? It's like you have to wade through a bunch of garbage and then you get to see the cool thing. Yeah, and then you're like, I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I do this? (laughs) So I think, dude, I get these other games, like, Bioshock I think that I think at least the DLC should be axed. I still kind of want to fight for for Bioshock. Well, that's yeah, one down, so I'm, let's do it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I have thoughts about Bioshock. Let's hear them. Yeah, feel free to. Well, just no, and I have a thoughts only because I recently. So I played that with McCoy the first time he played, or I played it for the first time with him when he played it for the podcast. But I also recently just went back and listened to the end of every episode, including the Bioshock episode. Um to put together this, all these scores. And the disappointment that all of you felt with the end of that game Dude, was like brutal. overwhelming. And that's what I remember when I was playing it too, is like, like there's so, there's such great highs in that. Like Sandra Cohen is like just the coolest oh story moment and all like the story is so good. It's so interesting. It's so like, what the, you know, what are you doing here? This world is so crazy. And then the end just drops off so hard that the listen like listening to the, all of you in the end of that podcast like yeah. there was like just like, such a sadness to the end of that podcast of just like it really didn't it didn't hold up just, right. just, just like, hit it then, until it just dies the narrative of you know the world of rapture up to the would you kindly reveal is such a strong narrative to me yeah. i yeah. really yeah. love what yeah. they did with the world and you know just the ayn rand esque you know like uh the plot with that and I, I don't know I think it's like up until that point it's a really strong narrative and you know the story behind the splicers and you know Atlas's big reveal that he's actually Frank Fontaine like I think 
that's still spoiler. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, oh, sorry, spoilers. By the way, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we don't it's none of the year oh. game deliberations. I'm sure they know that we played it by now. Yeah, on a and as far as for Bioshock, yeah. we're down to three games. We are down to three games. Yeah. Do we just want to? Okay, so the games are the Beginner's Guide. Yeah. To the Moon. Yeah. Uh, sorry, four games. I can count. Counting is really hard. Uh, Bioshock and Detention. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, and so actually comparing it to those three, though, now I'm like, right? oh, yeah, it's no. Tough. I don't so, know so, so, it hangs okay. with those three, because all so, three of those have such solid narratives the whole way through. So I'm totally yeah. fine with it not hanging those, but let's actually hear about those games. I know no one wants to touch them because right. we're in axe mode, but like, yeah. let's talk about I them. I think we're done with axe mode. We're, yeah, down, yeah. we're down to, yeah. like, we just mm-hmm. formed a We're down to, like, now. what's the best of the top four. Yeah. Right. And so, like, and we got there from 25. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. We were listing good. out the best narrative games, and we didn't, yeah. like, it's like, oh, yeah, we, we called. And it's like, no, this is most of the games you played. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with the Beginner's Guide then. Because the Beginner's Guide the was the second the game that we played in mm-hmm. this, in this um, you know, in, in our podcast. And it was a narrative that we thought we knew, and then Gabe just threw a bucking, fucking bombshell on yeah. this podcast and we were like <laughs> and we were just like holy shit like to be honest the whole idea of the fact that Coda and I'm going to miss Davey Davey is that right I yeah think. whatever it doesn't matter Something, yeah yo have our back would you it's been a long time <laughs> yeah the, narr- the narrator and, and the subject yeah, yeah the narrator and the subject the the concept of them being the same people mm-hmm. and this is a story about potentially going into you know the triple a game space and growing tired of your old games or like once loving those things but the thing you love becomes the thing you hate and despise and the way that game depicts it was so strong to me it was Mm, really good yeah i think yeah i'm gonna maybe like break form here a little bit i'm gonna say beginner's guy is my pick for this yeah i think that's Um, not unreasonable because so like my pitch for it is that i mean it did an excellent job um with it it like works on a surface level Mm -hmm. um it has like good pacing all the way out all the way throughout um it actually pulls in gameplay elements which is important to me when we're talking about you know best narrative in a game in a game like Pulling in the gameplay stuff is important, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it absolutely yeah. used that, despite yeah. being a kind of a walking simulator. Yeah, um, yeah. not it, even kinda. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely full fledged. Right. It's super cool. Um, like it has the one puzzle that repeats. It has yeah. like a ton mm-hmm. of symbolism. Um, it has a deep narrative that yeah. actually you can yeah. understand as a person because it's it's about losing your passion to the demands that your passion be something that can be consumed yeah by other people yes yes and, and potentially and, pay for you also. right and it's like you have to like is this what i want to be doing or is it that I, what i'm going to do because other people will like it more am i doing this for me or am i doing it for other people and having that kind of fight yeah. and losing parts of yourself to other parts of yourself yeah yes like it has <clears throat> it has subtext yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but, but, but this game more than any other delivered that subtext off the back of also an interesting narrative of going through this guy's game library and history and yeah. his development and yeah. his growth it's, it's like yeah. it's layered yeah. it's a human story that you can relate to um, yeah. it like uses all the cool narrative things it has like good pacing good structure like it's not like I'm going down a grading rubric I kind of am just saying I like it because 
I think it's the best of these four, but like definitely let's hear pitches for all the others. I don't know if anyone else right. wants to adopt some or... Well, and also just as a side note, not to mention the fact that like the Beginner's Guide had some excellent writing in it, which I think helped drive those points home as Absolutely. well. Um, the same yeah. guy who did the Stanley Parable, I believe. Uh, That's a game, game I haven't so. played yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just excellent writing all around, which, mm-hmm. you know, in turn really nar- nailed those narrative points home. So. It's just it's just funny because in games, man, like good narr- like good writing is like actually kind of few and far between. So right. when you yeah. see it, you're like, oh, it does help. Holy shit. Like <laughs> David Cage. <laughs> so then moving on. So then our next one that we've kept on here is To the Moon. This and... is a narrative game. <laughs> There's almost nothing else. Yeah. So like this I can see where we can simulator. <laughs> I don't know. I love the story of To the Moon. Like I, I well, one, I should, I did not make it through the beginner's guide. I didn't like that game. It made me sick. I didn't. I just couldn't do it. So I, I, I can't go against it. If you guys think it's great, like go for it. But I love the story into the moon. Like I think it's a, it's such a simple story. In a lot of ways, like it doesn't have all the subtext and like many layers of meaning. I think that like the beginner's guide does. I think that, to the moon was such a like simple and heartfelt story about like love and what it's like to lose someone you love but also like just like the the worry and the fear and like going back and trying to find those moments and like the that I don't know to me that story really hit in a way um that was just it was just like a simple story was like I get this I 100% feel these feelings like I understand it and that one has really stuck with me it's a game that I remember and I remember the story from it and I'm like and I you know yeah I don't know that it does anything amazing, like maybe the beginner's guide does, but I think it's just like, it is such a good, pure sort of narrative that I think everyone can identify with in a lot of ways. It's essentially a story about regret, right? Like, you know, reaching the end of your life and having regrets. And it's a scary thing to have to address. And this game kind of addresses it full on to the point where you're like, it really will hit home for you. Uh, if you think about it that way. But it has really excellent writing on a lot of different levels. Like, the characters mm-hmm. are wonderful. Um, the, the, I mean, the gameplay doesn't hurt the story at all, you know? Yeah. It exists. Yeah. It exists, I mean, that squirrel fight was, was yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was comedic relief. Yeah, they have yeah. some comedic relief the, I mean, for sure. Yeah, the comedy in that game was on, on point, point. Yeah. frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it was, yeah. like, brutally awkward, but, like, it was intentionally brutally awkward. Yeah. And the way that game uses music to tell that story and, yeah. like, call oh you back God. to that moment over and over again is, yeah. such, I think, such yeah. a yep. powerful storytelling thing yeah. for lack of a better world word and the way that they play with like the idea of would you change your life if you could at the end and they sort of like yeah. in this game it's sort of like it's standard that's what we do that's what you do we improved your life did you but it's like that takes a very human narrative and like breaks the human out of it right at the end and you have to just look at that and to me that was so unsettling mm-hmm. to be like wow because the point of being human is to like you have to sit with these regrets you don't get to change them yeah. you don't and so then to, it's so foreign for them to present that. So it's like that angle on the human story too, just at the very end, it's like, it, oh man. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, like, I can't believe other games on this story pretend to have, or on this list, pretend to have stories. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's it like, also, there's multiple stories happening, right? Because not only right. is it the story mm-hmm. with the old man and his wife, yes. um, but there's also the story of the two idiot scientists goofing around, and then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, we have a choice to make. Do we do what we are contracted to do? Yeah. Right. Um, or we do what is good by the client. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And like, I, do we make the world a better place through our work, even though it's kind of like 
a little dangerous in some ways or and against protocol or do we ignore that and do what's right like yeah. and i guess yeah. maybe for yeah. me that's where to the moon falls apart a little bit because i found that story much less well told and much more clumsy and a little bit like i don't know if i'm going for it just some of the ways they told that story, yeah. like that weird level where you were like on one memory and you had to like link them together in some kind of like weird platforming cloud thing. Like I, there were, <laughs> there were moments of that their story that I didn't yeah. enjoy as much as I think. But the, we still bawled our motherfucking eyes out. Oh, we cried out. so hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I, and I maybe that's just like maybe it's like best moment for me is like that moment where you realize like oh my god she doesn't remember what happened just like bawling but you know yeah right yeah. Mm. Anyways, I don't know yeah. that it hangs, but special Dude, shout out from my heart. I love that game. This. Well, so let's let's go with our third game so, before okay. we, because I think okay. in the end it's probably going to be Axe. I mean, especially yeah. after hearing these two. But the last one on our list is Detention, Detention. Yeah. which I think I really loved Detention's story a lot. It's you know it it has a historical context to it, um, and I think the way in which that game depicted a story of a girl who thought she was doing the right thing and it turning utterly awful and Mm, her regrets with that and her being in this purgatory limbo-like state as she has to navigate through the story. However, the one thing that makes me think that it doesn't hang with Beginner's Guide to the Moon... And Basha. And Bioshock. Oh, okay, I guess we can just yeah, ask Bioshock. Okay, yeah. like, <laughs> um, but it I, does have the best gameplay of all of these games remaining. Yeah, that, sure. this is true. And but. the best environmental storytelling. And the best water-based Mate. environments. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the best use of a big daddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, so I think the one element, though, of Favorite detention shooting. that um, makes it not hang with To the Moon and the Beginner's Guide is the fact that there are multiple endings to detention. Um, no, well, I, really? I mean, I think okay. the fact that, well, cause I think, I think the quote unquote bad ending to detention, which is just that she goes and hangs herself again in front of a crowd yeah. um, and basically has to repeat her story again. Mm-hmm. That's very symbolic and that's mm-hmm. really cool. But I think what really drove home to me was the good ending, which you can only get if you find every single item and you also, I think at the very end, you have to answer four questions and you have to answer them all correctly to get the mm-hmm. good ending. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that one is where she is sitting with, you know, the student she killed, Wei, and, yeah. you know, they just sit across from each other, and there's this sort of understanding of, like, you know, forgiveness. Again, up to interpretation, as said in the episode, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that scene could mean. And so I, the fact that that ending is hidden from a typical player, like, Beginner's Guide to the Moon, you can get those endings no matter how you play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's very valuable. And so the fact that detention, like, detention kind of hides some of those really hard-hitting moments from you, I think could possibly be a, to its detriment. So I have a counterpoint to that. Okay. Um, and, like, I, this is an argument that a lot of people have with games. It's like, well, if you can change how the game works, it, can it be a good story? Um, I think in this case, we don't need to worry too much about it because I think both endings are really good. Yeah, they're really yeah. good. So That's the, the true, narrative yeah. you experience is going to be good regardless. And yeah. you can comb- kind of combine them and understand it as like a looping purgatory kind of thing where she has to continually relive um, how she messed up. 
Mm-hmm. And once she finally understands herself, she can finally leave purgatory. Yeah. Um, that can be kind of a meta thing, but I think regardless, if you experience the game one way or the other, you get a good narrative experience. Yeah. Or um, a fantastic like one. a bonus multiplier instead of like a, <laughs> yeah. a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, especially because the ending you're talking about is so good. Right. I oh. actually felt that the bad ending was better. Yeah. Um, from a narrative perspective, uh-huh. uh, not that it's like you know, grim, gritty art. Art has to be dark to be good. Like that's not really what I'm getting. <laughs> Reasonable. <laughs> um, but I felt that that had more punch and more like, I felt that that was more interesting of the two endings. But it, that's it. Really like takes that final step, and you're like, right. wow, and you can hear the fucking sound of the foot on the ground. And I think you, you know? need to have that before you can get the good ending, yeah. uh, because it tells an, an essential part of yeah. the story. Um, which, well, okay, now I'm kind of going back the other way. I I do think that you get a good ending either way. I think getting the bad ending first, which is intended, is better. Um, but either way, I don't, I wouldn't disqualify for it for that, but I also kind of just have the sense that it's not as good as the Peter's Guide Heart to the Moon. That that could be fair. (laughs) That could be fair. I just, I just can't disqualify it for, for having two endings and both being stellar. Yeah, that's pretty solid. And like, also like, I don't know how to factor this into the game design or the game's merit, but like, I just went to YouTube and found the other ending because it was so compelling. I needed to read a fucking wiki on this game. I needed to learn more. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't. That doesn't seem fair to give them credit to that, but maybe it does. I mean, that's what modern people do is they're like, oh, there's another ending. Fuck it. I'm not doing that work. And they just like watch it on YouTube. But yeah. like that oh. was still powerful. Although, uh, which game was it that did? Oh, no, it's um, uh, Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. Um, this is, a... I know, sorry, an aside. Um, a game I take we your... Can you take my award? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, but that one actually has like a congratulations you won club and it has a bunch of things it try to detect if you're uh, like streaming or recording or anything. Yeah. And it like won't let you progress, I think. Yes. Or yes. maybe it just makes you agree, but I've never, I haven't seen like the, the winner's club for that game. Um, it's like punishingly difficult, like stupefyingly difficult. Yeah, that's, and, no. Right. No, that game So that game, no. that game goes the other way. It does actually try and resist what modern people just do anyway yeah okay fair um, enough so that was an aside i'll take mccoy's award once we're done with this <laughs> <laughs> so are we there's a long time for are we Don't worry, narrowing it down to beginner's guide and to the moon any Ooh. any defenses of detention over to the moon or the beginner's guide i mean i would put detention over to the moon quite honestly actually mm. i i really liked what detention did with its story mm-hmm. um i think i might actually also i think i agree with you on that I mean, I really love what To the Moon did. Like, I, I think it's a really compelling story. Maybe I'm just, like, such a cold-hearted person that I, like, <laughs> we, oh, it, I don't I know. I also think, like, we had, I had the benefits of, like, timing in terms of, like, when I played that game. Like, I played it with McCoy, like, in bed in the morning. It was, like, a, like, I think it, that was a special, like, me game. And I remember when you played Detention, like, you and Gabe, I have never heard you guys talk about a game that much. Dude. Um, and, like, do that much research into the story and, like, be, like, you love the story of that game. And yeah. so I, like, I have no, no problem with doing it. On it's, the other hand... Nobody has said to put it above beginner's guide. So that's that's actually fairly fairly true. Do we want then discuss? Does anyone think that anything yeah. here beats beginner's guide? I mean, Maybe. I have a whole checklist of what makes a great narrative, and beginner's guide ticks all of those boxes <laughs> yeah. for me. It has great writing, yeah. you know, multi multi layered story that you know requires you know thought afterwards, but is very hard hitting to the point where you have to sit back and on your computer after you're done and just kind of sit there and just be like, what the fuck? 
like amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. like honestly, I was enthralled with Beginner's Guide after I finished it and to the point where like, you know, and multiple playthroughs can be done of that game where you can play it a second time with that knowledge now of what the ending does and so much more makes sense and mm -hmm. so much more can be interpreted. And I absolutely love that with narrative games. Just something that seems to be very surface level turns into something very complex. So honestly, yeah. I, Beginner's Guide wins it for me. That's two people that are just decide. I mean, no, yeah, no objections. I mean, I'm. I I agree. Honestly, the, it's this, really amazing. No, sorry, but go ahead, man. no, that's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like Zoe and and Adam have argued all of the points that I would, and probably better than I could at the moment <laughs> with the amount of alcohol that I consume. <laughs> Category so, number one. <laughs> Reasonable. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, dude, I'm so okay with that. Are we ordering this in top three, or is it like winner? I think it's and winner honorated? and honor honorable mention. Okay. I'm writing it down. I think the beginner's guide is clearly at the top. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to go with the tension yeah. as honorable but mention. I just want to say these top three I think, are I think so just fucking good. Just keep the top three. There's two There's honorable so mentions. But I'm putting yeah. two honorable mentions. I, I, I would have not played all of these games. Maybe I would have played the beginner's guide. But like I'm so happy to have slogged through all the things we just crossed up. <laughs> and I to mean, play like, this. Like, it's like not like we were slogging through them. Like no. almost all of these games. Okay, many of these have games were good. Otherwise, yeah. Um, even, even narratively, like this is a good good list. It's a good yeah. fucking list. And I just want to say, so it's weird because the beginner's guide Most. is so human. Yeah. It's so human. And yeah. that's the same with To the Moon. It, to the To the Moon. To the Moon. <laughs> to the moon. They're so incredibly the human. Tension. Like with that little, yeah. with the, like no, what that young yes, girl goes yes, through. Like they're all. Yes. I mean, I think that's why they're good narratives. Yes. Like they're all such great yes. human yeah. stories that I think yes. anyone can identify with and understand. Like so, that's what makes them good. For me, I'm not saying this has to put detention above, but I want to put another feather in its cap in the sense that it was incredibly relatable, but also very foreign. And I thought that was really unique, like because it was clearly set in a different country, and that added a whole nother dimensionality of like weirdness and oddity to the traditions and to just the way that they told that story and yet through all that uh different culture the human was right there yeah and i just thought that journey was also really enjoyable but yo dude let's call it beginner's guide let's do it yeah all right so how, how long have we been recording how long is this is, are we going to be doing this for four more hours all or? i know is this just shows me nonsensical numbers oh there we well, go not, an hour <laughs> not okay. all of the ca categories will take an hour yeah. to be honest but that was like the longest list i think yeah, yeah. a strong discussion for uh best game best, best game, game is going to take after we talked a lot of this stuff, we're getting some of our right. shit out yeah, of the way. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Uh, it's true. Uh, so um, next up, James, so, I think, has a special award to give. I don't know. Were we going to take a break Were we going to take a break? Maybe we should. This would be a great time. I was going to say, uh, uh, let's take a break. Okay. okay. Before we quit, let's just say, when we come back right. from our break, All right. we will announce James's Fuck This Game Award. Hell yeah. <laughs> bum, ba -dum, ba -dum. <laughs> Perfect. Great choice. Fuck yeah. All right, logistically, do you think I just leave this recording? No. Okay. No. Because <laughs> no. you won't cut that. Uh, right, right, right. It'll all end up in the podcast, people. Yeah.